This is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 292 for the week of March 11th, 2012. Welcome to Daizen Shui X, the podcast, That's right, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizen Shui X. Just watching your delivery on <laughs> just your face. You went in all these directions like, to enunciate Why are we pausing here? <laughs> I was very confused. I'm, I'm just, like, what? Did I miss up the name of the site? No, no. I'm just watching you say Never mind. Uh, an extension. No, we already said that part. Uh, we cover. Thank you. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. If that was not entertaining, I don't know what We've is. We've been doing this, you know, for only a couple of weeks now. You know, we're still learning, you know, what the intro is. That's right. It's I haven't tough. said it for what, six years in a row? Almost every week? Oh, okay. My, my sense of time is really off. Sorry. I don't know. It was 2005, November 05. So it's been going for a while. Okay. So, hey, my name is Mike Vegito EX. Joining me uh, across here in the basement of recording studio Casa de EX, whatever it is. That's what we need to make a sign from what? this room. Now recording? Right. No, no, no. That description you just said, I want that painted on the wall. All right. Done. Recording room Casa, Casa de, de EX. EX. <laughs> Something or other. Mary, welcome. Hi there. Hi. It's good, good to be here. Yes. For this tiny segment. This tiny anyway. little bit. That's right. And that voice joining into our ears from across the internet. Heath from the website called Consentai. Welcome back. You're here all the time now. I'm back. I live here. <laughs> I might as well move to Jersey. That's right. We're trying to convince you on that. Yeah, good luck. Okay. So I have joined all of you folks together to uh, kind of intro a topic that's already been recorded, which is less a topic. Well, I don't know. Heath, we kind of did a, a mini topic. In the yeah, but it's that a topic discussion. that, if I understand correctly, yes. has gone under extensive scrutiny on this here show. Oh, it has. It has. We'll get to that. Uh, I guess we should say, yeah, that music you heard, it's changed. I know people have been anticipating and guessing and been trying to pull it out of me. Mike, what are you going to change it to when you switch to episode 292's new recap music? Because Z ends at episode 291, 292. Of course, we're going to use Dragon Ball GT. What else would it be? How appropriate, given the longer manga. <laughs> GT review of Austin has said we've fallen behind on. Right. I was kind of hoping that, I don't the know. Stars would align in our yeah. favor, but we would have we had, had this other thing going on. Delays. We're just gonna completely GTFI this show. Yes, entirely. All GT all the time. It's the only thing we're gonna talk about. It's the so. best show ever. Ever. <laughs> Want to drive away the audience? That's the way to do it. Ever. Ever. <laughs> All right. So enough uh, talking about the show here. Heath, why don't you intro our topic? What did we do yesterday? Well, we were approached by the One Piece podcast to come on their 24-hour marathon to raise money uh, for relief efforts in Japan after the, the tragic earthquake that hit last year, I believe, what was it, March 11th? Yeah, it was exactly Something a year like ago. That. Yep. So uh, we got together, we joined them for a little half-hour segment. It was Mike, myself, and Julian, and Mary apparently disappeared, and we're not allowed to say what she was doing or where she was. She was on a secret mission. But <laughs> I was. Can't talk about it. So we joined them for a little half-an-hour segment to try to raise some funds, and Mike strived for them to shoot beyond the stars and go I, I over did. 50K. <laughs> so I don't think they quite got there. They did hit, uh, I think, $10,000 for the entire session this time. So they, uh, I think, a little over 40000 total between last year and this year. A commendable effort 
effort nonetheless. Extremely, extremely impressive, especially considering all the guests that they had lined up. So it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how we are. We obviously want to go on, have a great time, uh, hopefully entertain people, uh, get people to donate. But <laughs> the way we roll is we always want to have some kind of legitimate conversation about something relating to the series. Can we pull it to the disaster in some way? So we ended up talking about Dragon Ball Kai quite a bit and specifically the musical score to Dragon Ball Kai. What happened there and then how when the disaster hit, Kai just kind of fell apart in a whole variety of ways. So if you're already a listener of Daisenshu EX, the podcast here, you've heard about this stuff already. But it's important to note that we were talking to a larger audience and I was keeping up with the chat as we were recording and I was seeing comments like, wait a minute, there's Terminator music and Dragon Ball Kai. What's going on? What just happened? I had no idea this went down. So I'm so glad we were able to bring that information to people who, I mean, they're big fans of Dragon Ball, but I'm a big fan. I would consider myself of many things, but I don't keep up with them on that kind of an intricate basis day in, day out. So I have to well, ask. Well, it's very hard. When you... Uh, saw someone in the chat saying, I didn't know there was Terminator music in Dragon Ball. During the recording, did you kind of say, oh, well, if you want to listen to to samples. (laughs) Actually, Greg specifically asked, he said, is there a page somewhere that we can check out samples? Why, yes, there is, sir. There's a page on X. Yeah, so. Uh, You know, I should know better, but I don't. Spread the good word, so. Let's stop talking about it now, because you're going to hear what we were talking about. I recorded my side. Heath, you recorded your side. Julian attempted to. Audacity crashed on him as he was recording. So I've got a backup track of Julian and the other guys. I have no idea what this is going to sound like right now. Hopefully they'll have... Yeah. Well, that's how it rolls sometimes. Hopefully they'll have their own archive up uh, at some point that you can listen and watch. They usually the whole thing. do. I know they did last year. Right. So. They posted everything. I'm uh, anticipating that. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to cut over to that little half hour topic that we did just so you guys can check it out. Um, maybe you'll learn something new along the way too. But regardless, some good Dragon Ball talk, a little bit of One Piece talk in there as well. So we'll do that. We're going to come back and we are going to announce the winner of our contest to give away the Psycho Jump issue with the bonus DVD that contains episode of Bardock and plan to eradicate nice. the Super Saiyans. Yeah. So enjoy the topic. We'll come back and hit you up with that contest. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want video, uh, Jason is uh, able to do that with his uh, technical skills. I'm using yeah. an older Skype, so will it still work? That's a good question. Uh, if not, we could look at a silhouette. I see an exclamation point, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I figured as much. Julian's <laughs> is loading, so yeah. we, could, we could watch the loading We, we could watch the circle screen. I think we should watch the circle. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I am here. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about DBT, a little bit One Piece. It'll be like a sequel to the Cross Epic we did. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that now? Uh, over a year ago? Yeah, it had to be over a year ago. Oh, so it was really the other time. Hi, Julian. Hey. Julian, long time no see. <laughs> do you have uh, Heath on the line, too? Um, do we have Heath on Skype? Uh, he just contacted oh, okay. me. Okay. All right, there you go. There we go. A second, and I will. Okay. So, uh, as Jason did th- does that, uh, Mike, I heard you've been catching up on One Piece. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> does that mean you don't want to talk about it? No, no, it's fine. It's, uh... 
We're kind of leeching off the next town over's library, and uh, they've got halfway through Thriller Bark, so that's where oh, wow. I am right now. That's that is a place to get stuck, I, I think. But it's no, you're you're uh, you're you were way further than it, you it's, were. It's, uh, it must be nice to be in a position just from knowing what I know about stuff, and I won't spoil anything. But it's that's a great uh-huh. place to be where you are, just to be so close to awesome parts of the series. I know that's the thing; it's killing me. Like I, I know there's good <laughs> stuff coming, and I'm in the middle of some not so great stuff right now. Yeah, no. And it was even worse in the anime. Oh, hey, Heath. (laughs) Hello. I like that pop filter. You like it? (laughs) I have one, too. You You just can't see my stuff. (laughs) Well, maybe if you update it to the recent Skype. I don't want to. (laughs) He won't update to anything. (laughs) (laughs) We just, Uh. I was very, I was, like, iffy about doing it because it's really freaky. I mean, it's different. (laughs) And we had issues before because of it. Yeah, Yeah, but we're figuring things out. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to have you all on. I don't think yeah. we've had. Oh yeah, no problem. I just realized we're actually live. Yeah. I, I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, okay, Where am I? But... <laughs> yes, we are in fact broadcasting to people. <laughs> I'm yes, sorry. Yes. I'm totally uh, here. So, uh, Mike, uh, and we could go around. But uh, you want to explain uh, what you guys do on a weekly basis? Oh man. So my name's Mike. <laughs> what don't uh, we do? I, I go by Vegito Ex Online. I started a website back in January 1998, and damn it, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> you also started a podcast six years ago, which is actually the first podcast I ever listen to oh thanks yeah yeah we started i think it was november 2005 we uh said hey oh yeah dragon ball they don't have a podcast podcasts are new that'll get new listeners and new audience members and again here we are yes i remember that it was just before i went to japan for the first time and i stuck with it ever since and now i'm living here i know julian you joined me in 2003 right uh yeah actually just uh just about when i was graduating from high school which i know makes you feel old i know right uh, (laughs) (laughs) makes me feel old now too yeah uh we also just brought in greg so we got the whole crew here no no you're not allowed to have people older than i am on the show (laughs) (laughs) is that the one (laughs) i I, the the only reason i want to do this is because now we there's somebody else in my time zone (laughs) (laughs) hey Uh, so no, this is cool. And Heath, uh, you have you have your introduction. My introduction. Uh, let's see. I started out with Constantine in May of 2005. So I'm coming up on seventh year, which is oh, just crazy. Oh, you're so cute and young. I know. 1998, my ass. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's weird that 2005 was that long ago, even. Um, yeah. All right, so yeah. we're talking about uh, Mike uh, is getting into One Piece, but... Um, He's pretty far into One Piece. Whoa, wait, wait, let me put this in perspective, because okay. One Piece was a series that, as I was coming into the Dragon Ball fandom, all the people from... And Greg will be well aware of this. All of what we called the second generation, or actually the first generation of Dragon Ball website masters, they decided to abandon Dragon Ball and move on to One Piece, because that was a hot new thing in Shonen Jump. So I said, all right, they're all cool people. I want to be cool people too. (laughs) Let me check out this thing that they're all getting into. So I got into One Piece. It was really new, at least the TV adaptation. And it's unfortunately been the kind of series. I know a lot of people are familiar with this from Dragon Ball and every other long running Shonen. You you can't keep up (laughs) with all these things throughout your entire life. And One Piece is a thing I come back to every few years or so. And I binge in a very, very hard and probably unhealthy way. And I, I then I have to drop it again. <laughs> Burn yourself out, man. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I know, Julian. You've been uh, you're you're completely caught up, right? Yeah, I've been steadily following it, and you know, Tachiyomi in in convenience stores because they don't chew me away. <laughs> <laughs> Their fault, you know, because you have the easy access. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
Yeah, I do buy the Tonkobo, and that's my excuse. And I know Heath is also caught up. Right? I think so. Mike is the odd man out. Yeah, making me oh, look my. bad here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Dragon Ball a little bit. Yeah, Steve, yeah, I can talk about that. Let's do that. Steve, you had a good question. Yeah, because uh, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan too, and and I, I've been thinking about this a lot. Well, not like every day, like it's. Cause that's well, you should weird. every yeah I know <laughs> every day should wake up in the morning it's like ah yes Dragon Ball but my question is I was just thinking because yeah you know, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan but I know it's not perfect I know it has its flaws and uh, a lot of people grow out of it but a lot of people still love it I'm I, I was just thinking after all these years what makes me like like what makes us go back to Dragon Ball and watch it I've seen these episodes way too many times <laughs> yeah, yeah. like I said like it's over the years yeah maybe it's not the most elaborate story and it's not the most groundbreaking anime compared to others these days and what they go for but what what do you guys think draws people back to Dragon Ball that makes it a timeless series? Man, I always go back to the ensemble cast. And of course, that's the reason why One Piece is a favorite for all of you. And of course, it is for me. There's so many characters and whether you can identify with someone or even just a little trait here and there between characters, you find someone that you just love and adore to death. And if it's just that one character that brings you back and keeps you going through it, I think that's all you need sometimes. Yeah, I definitely think there's also a balance between the sense of fun and the sort of suspense that keeps you coming back chapter after chapter. I think the anime kind of milks that a bit too far, but... uh... Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And I think it brings a lot of elements together, especially for the anime side where it's divided up because you watch early on and it's such a gag and so fun and it slowly transitions and then it just becomes all action in the end and then we kind of go back to a little bit of gag once we get to the boost stuff. yeah it does its so. own cycles it's true um and i think we all grew up on dragon ball yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. I, I think that's probably why we're all hey, it's the gateway drug it is it i don't know, i mean mike i was on your website in 98 yeah <laughs> stop <laughs> it stop too. saying these things when i was in i don't know i didn't find I it until 2001 i'm the only one that didn't know yeah, well I'm you're sure the young in here still uh, and no and that's and that's disappointing the final window i think my website what was it dragon ball to julian GT, you put that away back, back in the day the unrivaled <laughs> info source oh right the unrivaled that, info used, that used to be the site and planet namek yeah planet, planet namek i remember so good they had the video clips yeah but no i actually remember uh for dbz to watch it uncut you had to put on like the spanish channel oh yeah 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 this is something we've talked about lately there was a point in time where you could theoretically be watching the original japanese version on the international channel the spanish dub on telemundo and the english (laughs) dub on cartoon network i mean these were all playing at the same time and i think that's part of why it's just this institution for so many different people so many different cultures it's just everywhere Always. I, I just, interesting. It, it, I'm, I'm just thinking back to when uh, DBZ was wrapping up in the States, at least the, the original, the Funimation dub back in like 2002, 2003, and GT was kind of on its way out. Like the big discussion, like, oh, what's the next uh, DBZ? What's going to be the, the next big anime? Right, and everyone right. was saying Naruto and all that. I, I think DBZ is still DBZ is the next uh, DBZ because it just has never gone away and it's still so relevant 
whether it's Kai or anything else, no one has forgotten about it. And I don't think any anime still has matched up to its popularity. That's a really good point. Maybe Heath, you can uh, bring some Toei's perspective in here too, because it was, I don't know, it was just this calculated move on their part with Kai to indoctrinate another generation of fans in a way that's really never been done before. Heath, I know over on Constantine, you got a nice feature up that shows charts from like their financial presentations that show what they wanted to do and hook the kids. Oh yeah, they were really looking for the next generation and they made this huge presentation about how they were going to bring in a younger audience, basically redo it so that they could keep a really good market stream going of having a constant flow of basically money and we all know Toei loves money. That's what they were going for. And gosh, they had merchandise. And I know Julian can attest to just walking down the street, seeing all the Kai stuff. Yeah. And I think that was also, in a way, they, they had a lot of success. They did bring in a new generation to watch the series. Unfortunately, <laughs> at the same it. time. Yeah, the merchandise is the same merchandise there's always been. The manga doesn't change. And right. Everything else just got Kai slapped onto the end of Dragon Ball. So, <laughs> um, Fortunately, the manga doesn't change. Yeah. Okay. Except so, the Takoban yeah. covers. Right. Or the designs. Yeah. Well, that was a whole other disaster in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, that was completely unrelated. Like, we're going to bring out new guidebooks for the Kanzenban, and then as soon as that's done, yeah, we're going to re-release the Tonkobon again with new covers and somehow just replace everything. It's Malibu Stacy, but she has a new hat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's got a new oh, hat. put a dollar in. Unfortunately for Toei, the fans of Dragon Ball tend to be much less hardcore collectors than some other series. <laughs> right. So, you know, well, yeah. especially for something that's been around for so long and a lot of those people already have what they want. Yes. Right. What? New covers for 420 yen? I can go buy that at Book Off for 100 yen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Speaking from experience there, Julie. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was just amazing. But I mean, we've seen Dragon Ball all over the place. I mean, it has a ridiculous amount of games that come out every year where you play the same exact story without anything different for the most part. <laughs> if I mean, people listen to us, they know. If I have to play Raditz Taboo <laughs> one more year in an effing row, I'm going to jump out a window somewhere. I can't do it anymore. And it's translating to sales now, too. We've seen them tanking year after year after yeah. year. And I'm really mm-hmm. curious to see what the annualized game is going to be this year, because I don't know how they can be financially responsible and continue to do this crap year after year. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with the Wii and the Game Boy Advance when they did the Dragon Ball stuff, the mm-hmm. Origins or whatever. That stuff was fun, but that's because we haven't really played the story all that much. Yeah, it's yeah. not like, hey, I played this last year. And the year before that. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, year before I, that. I jumped ship a long time ago. Cause, yeah. yeah. Well, now we have the Kamehameha Connect game. So <laughs> that'll do. be. Oh, yay. Oh, my. <laughs> that, how does that go? You just, all right, dude, it's like, put your hands back here. We don't know. Oh, Korea's got a rating for game. it. UK's got a rating for it. And that's what we know. I'm yeah, interested that's... in that Korean game. Yeah. There's know. also Dragon Ball Online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I well, don't know if that's ever going anywhere besides Korea, but I was interested in that. Oh, what happened there? That kind of fall through? or No, it's, 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 it's doing it's well. continuing there. They're hoarding it. <laughs> Keeping it for themselves. Keeping it from us, that's right. What are you going to do? Uh, the, and the, the funny thing is now the same thing is like finally hitting the DVD Blu-ray market uh, yeah. with Kai. Well, that's and, because uh, it's so oversaturated. I mean, yeah. they just finished releasing the Dragon Boxes, then they were still releasing Kai on Blu-ray mm-hmm. and DVD, and then they try to introduce a third item to the market, which is the exact same story. Well, technically, <laughs> it's kind of also the fourth item to the market. The orange bricks are still on the shelves down at Target. And yeah, it's yeah. just, it's 
everywhere. So many different versions. And there was maybe two years back, I can't remember, I'd have to dive back, but it was when Funimation was still under Navarre. And they basically revealed that Dragon Ball is responsible for 50% of Funimation's profits. So it would behoove them to continue to have a new product on the shelf every couple months. That makes sense. But we just, we don't know. I don't think we're ever going to really know what just went down with, oh my God, why were there six months in between Kai releases? Did they not know how much effort or what the sales projections were going to be with these Blu-rays? I think it was just a disaster on all ends. Yeah, I mean, was yeah. that also partly because of the music and stuff like that? Or? Oh, yeah. man. I, let's let's talk about this real quick, because I don't know how many people really, really keep up with this. Dragon Ball Kai had a fun little situation over in Japan. The just, yeah, Something that you had noticed and made a video oh, about, we, just sort of goofing on it years ago. We have been well, talking about this for years, and I don't want to say I'm responsible for Kenji Yamamoto <laughs> being fired, but there's a piece in the back of my head that kind of wishes it was true. Oh. Yeah. Kenji Yamamoto did the musical score for Dragon Ball Kai as it was being broadcast in Japan. And he's not a composer for the TV version elsewhere, but he'd been doing video games for decades and uh, additional arrangements and compositions. So we were all kind of... He did do the... Well, uh, well, we should back up and say that he did do a few key pieces in Dragon Ball Z, including Ah, the music plays in back of Trunks becoming a Super Saiyan when defeating Frieza. And that happens to be a pastiche of a number of songs from a single album by a German synth-pop band called Propaganda. (laughs) <laughs> it's not even his work. He's just sort of pasted it together. Well, rather artfully, but yeah, yeah. It's go. It goes back. It's an artistic license, Julian. And <laughs> how did you? How did you find this out? Like, like I mean, I don't know how. It's many crazy. Listen. Mike listens to way too much music. <laughs> and he tries to talk about it. So I, I didn't discover the Trunks one. The one that came to me. It was back when I was in high school. I was working in Blockbuster at the time, and it was during a closing closing shift. I had this awesome boss. Uh, I think his name was marty uh instead of playing the pre-programmed blockbuster videos what we would do is after the owner left and we were closing till about one o'clock we would pop in whatever we wanted to and this guy insisted on doing live concert videos so one night he popped in a pink floyd concert and uh it was this song called one of these days came on and i so vividly remember just shooting my head up being like why is cell's theme from super butoden 2 playing right now i don't <laughs> understand what is happening and just it it snowballs from there and something i've always said is i don't think we're ever going to know how many exactly how many pieces he plagiarized because you have to be the exact type of dragon ball fan who listens to the exact type of other music and we just see it go on and on and on i've got a great feature over on Daisenshi UEX, um, all about Kenji Yamamoto, the pieces we have discovered over these decades. And it's just astonishing. So eventually, this all came to a head right before Kai was coming to an early close. And I think it was only about two weeks before the disaster hit in Japan, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Toei just yeah. put up this kind of vague PDF public announcement on their website saying, we are aware that there may be some infringing works in the score of Dragon Ball Kai. We are looking into it. We are going to work with the necessary parties. The end. And all of a sudden, the entire score from the show was stripped with two episodes left to air. Well, Uh three at the time. It was a very, very weird, crazy time. And the sad part is it it doesn't feel like he got caught until he just really went all in and he started plagiarizing things like Avatar and Terminator. Yeah, you know, you think somebody would have caught on to it before that. The important thing there is Toei never said we know what pieces they are or we're we are acknowledging these pieces. So it's just up to us to say uh, we're pretty 99% sure it's these. 
are, are there quick and easy to, to view or listen to uh, samples of these on, on your site or oh, on yeah, your yeah. YouTube channel? Oh, yeah, yeah. www.daizex.com. Over on the right side of the page, scroll down a little bit. I've got a hot link to that Kenji Yamamoto feature. His uh, goofy-looking mug is right there on the page. I've got samples left and right. Here's the original version. Here's the Dragon Ball version. Lols. How do you think <laughs> that unfolded, though? That's the thing. I, I think Julian made a good point there. It's when he started going to Avatar and Terminator, and there was all also around the time that that arc of Kai was when Trunks appears that some of those pieces of music started popping up on American television and we're in an age when that stuff immediately gets online. We don't know. Did someone make a phone call somewhere and all of a sudden Toei's freaking out? We don't know. There was just well, this I know PDF. Nickelodeon freaked yeah. out about it. Yeah, because... Yeah, that's what I had heard that with uh, Nickelodeon is like they got some of the stuff and they're mm-hmm. like, we, we, we can't air this because this is this. Right. There, there was that one piece of Trunks in particular. Again, it happens in the Trunks episodes. I forget which exact piece that was. It might have been the Avatar one. But there's these three versions of it. There's the original broadcast version. That particular song from that particular scene was replaced with another Kenji Yamamoto piece. So that's kind of like, huh. All right, they're probably aware of that one. And then eventually they stripped it all back to the original Shunsuke Kikuchi score. That was the original composer from DBZ. So you've got this progression of we're slowly removing the music from Kai. Yeah, and, and it's kind of interesting because they just like put in DBZ music. They're like, let's not halt. Or, well, I guess it's hard to halt there, but it's like to get new music. To yeah, it's in. like, what do you do? Well, we can't trust yeah anything this man has made so what do we have and the series is coming to an end and we already have all this music licensed under our name yeah and so they just went with dragon ball z makeshift threw a bunch of crap in and so be it and then we've even talked to some people in japan that music that's been re-aired then when that episode re-airs again it already has even different, different music stuff. from the last time it reared. So it seems like they're constantly just redoing the music to what they think fits well. Yeah. Well, especially the last two episodes where they had just sort of thrown it in at the last minute. It didn't feel like it fit very well. It was just, well, we got this, we'll use that. And maybe they went back again and sort of put in music that they felt fit the scenes a little bit better, but we don't know. You're talking about like the last two episodes that actually aired on TV? Yeah. yeah, nine, well, six, yeah. Nine, seven. That's actually an interesting point you guys make because they keep on changing the music. Maybe that's why we've had such a delay because... It got to the point where right. it was like, all right, you guys figure it out and then we'll finish releasing this. Yeah, like we don't even want to chance it. We're not touching yeah. it for half a year. Really, we don't care. We got Blu-rays really we're so, trying. Considering how uh, the the pool of uh, music, uh, the original score they're using from DBZ is so limited. It is. And that's another I know, I, complaint. I, I just feel like ever since the Kai score got changed, I feel like Kai lost a lot of its uniqueness. Like it. Honestly, yeah. to me, at least from watching the dub, of course, that's another story. Right. Considering how, right. how much more of a faithful adaption is compared to the original Blue dub, Bobos. it felt. <laughs> well, <laughs> we won't get into that. It felt like it felt like a new show. It felt a lot different. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And as much, and I love the original score from DBZ. It just doesn't seem like it belongs there. Right. And I mean, that's the thing because, like, even with Kai. We were hearing like the same tracks every single episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. when it was, was just like, Yamamoto's. Right. Yeah, I was like, when is this score going to play? Because we heard it last episode. <laughs> yeah, and it's. 
I don't know, in a way, it makes you almost appreciate more of the themes, even though they weren't really my favorites, especially the second ending, because you get Yasushi Akimoto, who has an incredible talent for bland, featureless bubblegum pop. Uh, (laughs) That's a good way to put it. 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 He now works for uh, AKB. No, he does? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, that would make sense. Well, AKB is a, another disaster with the guy there. Uh, it's oh, not really gosh. a disaster. Don't have to but, start us with that. But uh, the, the whole end of the series, I know for like Mike and myself at the end there, I mean, we were what, updating like crazy for like oh, a month geez, straight? those couple months. Because the series was ending and then all of a sudden there's a music scandal and then there's an earthquake and then shows are delayed, and then it was just like running around like crazy. Oh yeah, the final was episode here. Was pretty didn't crazy. actually air. That's right. Well, well because of the tsunami. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, because it got pushed back, and instead of just Toriko pushing Toriko be a week back, they're like, like, well, Toriko is going to get better ratings. So I think yeah. They were thinking at that point. Well, they had already solidified that time slot, and they've had ads out for a month saying this is when Toriko is going to start. So that point with Kai is just, let's cut our losses. Yeah. Yeah. And in Japan, I know time slots are like more than a commodity. It's like, that's, you own that slot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing they can preempt around here is a Hanshin Tigers game that goes late. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that was the odd part. There was like a, a Tokyo marathon. So they had actually delayed, uh, the last three episodes of Kai with that. Because they hear that in the time slot. And then the earthquake hit. So then it got delayed another week. And it just got completely thrown off. Yeah. Brings us back yeah. to the whole purpose of this 24-hour marathon podcast. Yeah. That's right. Forget Dragon Ball. I want you people to donate. We are not here. I mean, we're here to provide content and hopefully a little entertainment as well. But, I mean, yes. the point here is to donate money. And I don't want to see you guys stop at 50. I want to see you guys go up to 60. So let's get going here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what everyone's slacking about. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> so uh, remember there are two yeah. donation uh, plates open. I want to mention that again. I think we're at 30. 4,310, so we're a little higher than what's behind us there. Um, but one goes to orphans of Japan uh, who were orphaned from this earthquake. Uh, goes to, like, here, I'll, I'll read some of the things it goes to. DVDs, CDs, baseball gloves, t-shirts, coloring board, like the little things uh, for kids. And the, the rest goes to, uh, the other fund goes to long-term relief uh, for the victims of the tsunami and the Fukushima Daiichi uh, disaster. Um, it was great having you guys on, though. Yeah, um, any really, final messages? I don't know, can or? we hit up some of these questions in the chat real quick? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not paying attention to you. I'm paying attention okay, yeah. to the chat. That's oh, I'm not even paying attention to the chat. Where's the uh, chat? Right now, all right, all right, let's go. This. Favorite Dragon Ball character, favorite One Piece character. Julian, go. Yes. Uh, Mr. Satan and Soge King. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, Soge King and... Oh, gosh, Dragon Ball is so hard. I'm going to go with uh, Piccolo. All right, I'm going with Goku and Luffy. Sorry, it's easy. It, it is. Oh, come on. Where's our pool? No, no. A pool for another day. Greg. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Let's say uh, Piccolo and... Uh, See, I got I'm Greg's gonna go, back. i go for the obvious. Piccolo and Zoro. Very nice. Appropriate. Yeah, see, oh, crap. I, we were just <laughs> mean. Uh, Sanji and Still. Trunks. Zoro, obviously. And uh, looking back on it, Krillin. Good answer. Uh-huh. Uh, All right. Luffy, I, his I gotta go. Yeah, with... people get the wrong idea with Curl, and they think he's such a. <laughs> no, I mean Mayumi Tanaka. Come on. Uh, he carried yeah. the ball in the Namek saga. That's all. Uh, yeah. Luffy and Piccolo. Um, I was always gonna go with Krillin, my favorite, ever since I started watching the show, and Soge King. There you go. Okay. Woo-hoo. Uh, that's a good way to round up. So uh, thank you guys for thank coming on. You. Thanks, guys. Really Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All Later. Right. See you guys.
All right, we extended the deadline on this contest by an extra week because I had a heavy workload and totally forgot that I was running a contest and decided, hey, if I forgot, I'm sure other people forgot as well. And I'm glad we did that because we got a bunch of entries that said, holy crap, I totally forgot to do this. Thank you for extending it a week. So I'm glad everyone got a good extra chance to enter. This was just going to be a random drawing contest. And as I've said many times on the show, but I think it needs to be repeated. When we say random drawing, I often say how this is a very global show. Dragon Ball has such an amazing global fandom. Random drawing in our everyday speech does not mean that you draw us a picture of whatever you want, send it in, and that counts as your entry. However, we did get two amazing drawings that counted toward their entry, I guess. Were they really random drawings? They were random drawings. One was ASCII, so that was. I think they kind of knew that that wasn't actually what random drawing meant. So I appreciate that. The other one was a, a foreign person. So I appreciate that nonetheless. But by random drawing, we mean you send in your contest entry and we choose a random integer between uh, one and the maximum number of entries. And that's how we give it away. That is what we have it's done. randomly drawn from a box. And by... Or Mike's <laughs> cell phone. By box, I mean random.org. <laughs> one, two, whatever the maximum entries. So you guys just want to know who won. Drum rolled. I think I have a drum roll sound effect somewhere. It's probably being inserted in post. The winner is number 67. That winner is Ryan, who I believe goes by Corporate Nothing. That is a name I have seen around on our forum, our community. So congratulations. I guess a little round of applause here to Ryan. You have won um, the glorious free free Psycho Jump that Julian is going to pay to send from Japan. He's handling it. I'm so glad. I don't have to do anything You won the Psycho Jump that comes with your DVD. That's right. yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, so as a part of this contest, we're, this is a totally off-the-wall episode. This just carries that mantra forward here. Julian decided that, in addition to your entry, we would read the best five compositions of 100 words or less to end in a pun on the show. They didn't have to be about Dragon Ball, but it would be funny if they were. So, true to Julian's word, I am going to present to you folks the five best compositions to end in a pun. Are you ready here? Bring it on. So, are, are these like the best based on your opinion? Yes. Or Julian's? Well, my opinion is the correct opinion, so. Not even going there. All right. Ready? <laughs> Number one, I once showed off my competition rod to a pro angler. He said it didn't look very official. <laughs> all right no response from heath at all <laughs> you you can see my video <laughs> yes i can just kind of scratching his head sorry over. to everyone else all right ready uh number two composition ending in a pun you may dream that you have the march issue of psycho jump but you can't buy it anymore because it's sold out I get that <laughs> pun. Good one. All right. Got a little bit of appreciation out there. Number three. A man walks into a bar and asks for a beer. He leaves unexpectedly after blasting the place. The next day, a police report reads a golden-haired man walked into a bar and asked for a beer. The crime was committed after the bartender asked, do you want it chilled? As he pulled a bottle out of the freezer. Isn't it strange? Bardock destroyed a bar. <laughs> Now, see, that's just fitting, I think. <laughs> a little forced, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Good stuff. All right, number four here. Because he said that it was unlikely, I pointed out the similarities between it and Lee. Unlikely, it 
And okay. Anything? Oh, that was a good one. Okay, and then number five, this one you'll, I, I think, hopefully appreciate. I once had a friend named Koo who lived with his father called Stu. My friend named Koo just loved football, and he played it whenever he could. And when he got the ball, the red piggy ball, we all jumped up and said, Go Koo. <laughs> That's cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> so those were the five best compositions ending in a pun that we received along with our contest entries. Where did this come from again? Julian. Julian, Julian just wanted to hear this. He, okay. he did. And so we have provided this for Julian and for everyone Julian's else. Julian's entertainment. Yeah. Everyone else gets to enjoy it along the way as well. Okay. Yep. That's that. Congratulations to Ryan for winning the contest and everyone else for... Uh, Heath's just shaking his head. Mary has a blank look on her face. I think everyone's pretty confused. For the most part. That kind of episode. Now she's just smirking at me. <laughs> Contain that laughter. You can't do it. You're going to laugh. Come on. I know you're going to laugh. Come on. There you okay, go. There. I forced it out so you'd stop picking on me. <laughs> and Heath's moved on to eating popcorn on camera. Just the greatest thing is hearing someone eat on the podcast. Luckily, I can <laughs> silence that out. Are we done here? I mean, seriously. I think we fit a low, so yes. <laughs> I think so. And, well, appropriately enough, at episode 292, which is when Dragon Ball GT would have been begun in the numbering the series hits an all-time low our own podcast hits an all-time low we are just following suit leading by so example we have a gradual decline in our future yes we'll be coming to a close in 64 episodes because no one will be listening anymore that's my plan here to give myself not after crap like this exactly wow okay so mary thank you for joining us this episode <laughs> you're welcome i have no idea what's going on um anything you'd like to say or can tribute here before we're gone oh wow i wish i had something to plug but alas i'm not up to anything cool on the interwebs these days that's i need fine. to change that okay i do work on a video or just something but i got nothing all right mary's got nothing mary's Heath, got nothing thank you for joining us a little bit i guess you talked you did something yeah sorry to make you too you know go down in the basement you it's, know, it's cold, down, cold here. down here and brown i will say it was good to see uh julian yesterday i hadn't actually talk to him in a while because we haven't been on the podcast together that's right and it was great to see greg very little that we actually indeed talked. indeed <laughs> but he was there hanging out in the so, background it was fun definitely uh again we appreciate them inviting us out there to be a part of that show i'm glad we could help contribute raise a little money spread some dragon ball knowledge love and enjoyment that's what we're here to do week in week out uh contrary to what you may think after listening to this episode of the show so mary thank you again you're welcome. Bye. HeathConstantai.com. Yes, that's where you can find me and Jake. You want to spell it? J-A-K-E. Uh, can people figure it out? <laughs> you can find us at K-A-N-Z-E-N-T-A-I.com. You can also find us on Twitter at K-A-N-Z-E-N-T-A-I underscore C-O-M. You almost messed it up there, man. I almost did. It's it's that uh, it's daylight saving. I don't know what else. to. <laughs> it was on. awful getting up. Oh, my God. So for these fine folks, my name is Mike Vegito EX. This has been Dizenshu EX, the podcast episode 292, otherwise known as the worst episode of this podcast <laughs> ever produced. We apologize profusely and we will correct that in the future. Uh, we had great feedback on last episode. So maybe next episode we should just move on to Nakatsuru and do great content. 
content again. Apparently, that's what everybody wants. So uh, yeah, fancy that. Doing some more research. The thing I want to do is what people want. I'm glad. Uh, stars I'm glad you've indoctrinated them. Good job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, www.daizex.com. That's where you can run to to find other things. Maybe you can read better content over there rather than listening to it here. Uh, thanks again. We will see you next week for 293 as we blast off into space and parts fall from our ship and we crash land and meet a robot and other metal things alien races that are metal planet cross dress retconned into it large fish large worms Mm mm-hmm